Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us, we're happy to have him back, Harry Barr, Chairman CEO of New Age Metals, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol NAM, NAM, for our friends in the US, NMTLF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under P7J. Now, for those of you who are new to the story, and that's going to be some of you, one thing you need to know right off the bat, Eric Sprott has become a strategic shareholder and after exercising warrants, potentially if he gets there, he'll own 18.5% of this company. So it's got great fundamentals. Uh, the PGM division is their flagship right now, and their flagship property is their 100% owned River Valley project. That's one of North America's largest undeveloped platinum group metals projects. It's located just 100 kilometers from Sudbury. It's in a great location. Uh, last, uh, last numbers out of there, 2.9 million ounces of palladium equivalent that's measured and indicated. Uh, the company did a PEA, uh, came back very favorable. We're going to talk about that. In fact, it was good enough that the company is now advancing towards pre-feasibility. And we're going to touch a little bit on the company's lithium division, uh, where, they're the, where the company is the largest mineral claim holder in the Winnipeg River pegmatite field. Harry, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us on again, George. Hey, always glad to have you because you're, you're doing great things. Uh, and now with precious metals uh, started, starting to really gain traction, people got to know about what New Age Metals is doing. First question I got for you, the PEA last year, technicals aside, what's the takeaway there for shareholders? What should they be taking out of that, that that's really positive? Well, it was a positive study, George, and it was the company's first economic study after many millions of dollars in the ground and developing that multi-million ounce uh, that you were talking about earlier, um, you know, it's 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 the start of several economic studies. Uh, we have several recommendations we're following up from the PEA now that will work us towards uh, the start of a pre-feasibility study, and then eventually we'll do a feasibility study. It's 2.9 million ounces right now, palladium equivalent, which means it's got some other things there as well, platinum yes. and so on and so forth. Can it get bigger? Yes, I mean, there's another over a million ounces in inferred. A lot of those ounces can be brought into the top two categories just by more drilling. And we've got 16 kilometers of mineralization. And this weekend, we'll actually start our second round of drilling on the Pine Zone. It's a newly discovered area. We hadn't done much work at all in the foot wall or, or recognized that there was any PGMs there, and we found and uh, some drilling uh, just a couple holes in 215, a new area, and it seems to be getting bigger and bigger, George. So we're stepping out quite a lot from the last known drill holes that we did about two months ago, uh, and and we're doing a couple deeper holes on this pine zone here starting this weekend. And even then, Harry, shareholders should be feeling good about the fact that even if it doesn't get bigger, which it probably will, the PEA showed that you have a 
life of mine, there are 14 years. You can do some annual uh, production, about 119,000 ounces of palladium equivalent. So you don't actually need it to get bigger. That would just be a bonus, the, uh, the, the icing on top of the cake. That's right. I mean, the beauty of the Pine Zone is it's right beside our Dana Lake, which would be the first open pit we would start. So it's just a natural place to add on and make the, the pit bigger. Uh, from there, we did a couple new rounds of geophysics. The property had geophysics done, but it's all 10 to 15 years old, and that technology changes almost yearly. So in 18 and 17, we did a couple programs and did the upper four kilometers of the property, and that's what identified the pine zone. But we have about nine other targets that we haven't drilled right, right in that four kilometer area too that attaches on in and around the contact zone, and it's the contact that has the mineral resource from the past. So if we find more, both in the pine zone and these other eight or nine targets, it's just gonna make the open pits we already have identified bigger. And eventually, George, we wanna take that geophysics down the whole 16 kilometers and do another 12 kilometers of that. Um, that would be over time, but uh, uh, we're still working on the top four kilometers as we speak. Uh, since we're talking about the area and where it is, what's the, what's the advantage of the fact that you've got this great project sitting in Canada versus what the industry uh, has to deal with right now? How, how big of an advantage does that play in uh, when, when eventually you want to market, you want to really move forward with the project? Well, North American palladium projects are very rare. There's only two producers. Both of them have been taken over in the last three or four years by South African companies, one in the U.S., and one uh, up near Thunder Bay. So that makes it unique in itself. And auto companies, uh, where about 85% of this palladium now goes into the tailpipe of your car and the auto catalyst as an anti-pollution device, um, look favorably on North American uh, deposits like we have. So the added factor is we're only 100 kilometers away from Sudbury, and it's been in production 150 years. All of the concentrates for over 20 years of the Lactazeal uh, palladium producing mine up at Thunder Bay that uh, has just been taken over for a billion dollars at Christmas by the South African firm. Uh, all those concentrates get shipped to Sudbury. And Sudbury, a lot of people don't know, uh, have a, quite a few byproducts in platinum group metals, and that's why we're able to ship the concentrates there. They're primarily nickel and copper, but they have a lot of PGMs too. You mentioned there that a couple of the producers have been, have been taken over or bought out. What's the eventual fate that you see for, for River Valley? Uh, you know, do, do you want to mine it? Do you want to JV it, sell it? You know, where, where, I know all are possible, but you know, what do you think is the most likely outcome and, and what's the mission for, for, what's your mission on there? Well, it could be a straight sale somewhere down the road as we get a couple more of these bigger studies done. Uh, it easily could be a, an option joint venture towards a, a sale too. Um, the project at the end of the day from the first study will need about a half a billion dollars to put it to production. And, uh, you know, we could easily use another 10 to $20 million to get us through the feasibility study. So we're, you know, we're talking to bigger companies right now. A lot of them can't travel much with these COVID right. uh, restrictions and whatever. So it's kind of slowed that process down. This year started, as you know, with a 20, up to $2,700 palladium price, which was all-time new highs. Uh, it broke over a 2000 this week. It's consistently traded ahead of gold for over a year. Uh, and most of the analysts think that uh, there's, a, there's been a deficit uh, of palladium since 2012. 
that that's going to go on for a few years. So I think it's a great metal to be in and, and a very rare metal to, to have in Ontario and Canada or North America. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my question for you, which is what is, you know, everyone's, the, you know, the masses kind of buzz about gold approaching 2000. Uh, and, you know, you can see, you can see the action in the markets, but the fact of the matter is palladium already smashed through it uh, as a result of COVID dipped back down. But, now it's back to 2200 what does uh what does the price action on the price of palladium tell you about demand and what's going to be needed and as a result where you fit in in terms of filling those holes pardon the pun well if you look back at our pea i'll start up there that was done at a 1200 dollar palladium price so you can imagine how the economics would change at 1800 or 2000 or when it hit 2700 it changes the project just completely. Well, that's one of the um, things we need to look at. Uh, and I think that's one of the most important things. The other thing is we do have platinum that's been increasing in price. We do have copper and nickel and we have gold too. So the, the project has about eight different metals. And as all of these metals increase in price, they, you know, the, the, the metal values in, in the project just get bigger and bigger. It's amazing. You said that the PA was done at $1,200 an ounce for, for palladium. Uh, for people at home, is there a motivation for new age metals to uh, recalibrate that, uh, that PEA using $2,000? That, that would seem a pretty fair price given where it's been trading over the last, you know, 12 months, 10 months. Is, is that something that might be on the horizon where you release a recalculation or is, or is it just not done that way? Well, it's done that way, George, but it's, it's about a three-year trailing average that the uh, engineers use. So, you know, as we get into these higher prices for a year or two or three, we can. Internally, obviously, all we have to do is press a button and we know uh, what 2000 would do to the, to the project, uh, you know, the PEA from before, but that can't be released. So, uh, but, you know, you can just it's safe to say it does some pretty amazing things, Harry, oh, it, it, when you punch yeah. in $2,000. Yeah, I mean, this industry likes to use the word robust, and it certainly would be at those numbers. It's uh, it's a totally different project. Devil's advocate, uh, because look, not I don't care what company you are. I don't care if you're Google or New Age Metals. Every company has a challenge. Every company has things that they have to try and solve. Is the $500 million price tag to get River Valley into production a hurdle, or is that par for the course for something of that size and a, and a deposit of this kind? Well, I think our next hurdle is 10 to $20 million to get the two studies done. Um, and then after that, uh, as I said, I think the project could easily be sold. Uh, it could be option joint venture. We could bring in a partner. So um, as much as the 500 million sounds like a lot, it's not something we're looking at that closely right now. We just continue to get our studies done and work towards a pre-feasibility. And when that's done, I want to get a feasibility study. All right. So let, let's kind of end there on that question of, because uh, you've brought that up a couple of times, you'll probably need another 10 or $20 million to finish off all the studies you need, everything you need in order to have the, you know, gift wrapped and, and a bow on it. What is the ETA? First of all, what's the appetite out there if you want to start, you know, getting to, and I, I don't think you'd raise all in one chunk. Obviously you'd, you'd right. do it along the way. What's the appetite for that? And then what would be a reasonable timeline? I know COVID's obviously slowed you guys down, slowed everybody down this year, but all of the things remaining equal you know, in, the, in the environment where we are today, 
what does that timeline look like uh, to get to that to that stage? Yeah, well, we hope to get uh, the recommendations that the PEA gave us. Uh, a lot of things had to be done before we started the uh, pre-feasibility. So we hope to get to that early next year and, and get it complete probably with six months after that and maybe start even towards the uh, feasibility study. So feasibility, I would think, would be in the next two to two and a half, three years at the most. And then, you know, a couple of years after that uh, would be production. So it's a three to five year process with the next two to three years being pre-feasibility and feasibility study. Um, uh, one thing that I love about New Age Metals is that you've got two divisions, both of which are heavily focused on the automotive industry. So you've got obviously what we've been talking about here, the Platinum Group Metals side. And that, and that serves more of the the traditional current auto industry, right? right? Catalytic converters for pollution control. Uh, but down the road, we know, and it's still a ways off, but we know that electric vehicles are coming. So uh, eventually they're gonna need things like lithium. Uh, how is the lithium side looking? Because I know most of the focus is on the platinum group metals. Obviously that's, that's the big flagship right now, but maybe give us a peek into what the lithium side is looking because you've got really significant assets there in, in that Winnipeg River, Winnipeg River pigment type field. Sorry. So what yes. what are those what are those looking like right now? Well, we've got eight projects there, George, and and we'd like to. We're focusing on River Valley, our PGM project. That's the main focus. Uh, we also have a, a nice project in Alaska that's platinum group metals and base metals. And uh, this year we'll probably get out and get some work done on the. Um, on the Manitoba lithium projects. There's eight of them. The government, because of the COVID, has given us all a one-year kind of grace period so we can, if you didn't do anything, we're in good standing for another year. But we've recently gone to a, a division of the government that have come up with a new grant system and uh, we'll find out in the next week or two when we think we might get lucky and, and get a decent grant and we're going to match that money and get out and do some field work here in the next, uh, probably by about mid-August on, on our Lithium One project, which is a big project and it's got a lot of pegmatites. But ideally, if you look back at Lithium, it, it kind of took off in 215 yeah. and 16 and you know was a pretty hot metal. And luckily in that period of time, and a couple of years later, we, we got our land package together uh, we had a joint venture partner, a junior, who helped us, you know, a lot in the first year, spent about 400000 but they kind of run out of funds by 219 So we, we need a partner to help us move this forward. Uh, sometime down the road, we may look at spinning this division out onto its own. Lithium, if you follow it, it looks like by uh, 2023, uh, could easily be back in price and and that price will bring more exploration and, and, and move forward like that. But uh, ideally, we need a partner to really get going out there. But uh, with this grant, if we get it, uh, which I think we will, uh, we'll be out there by mid-August and doing a decent program on one of the projects. It's interesting. They're all in good standing for another year or more. So that's the good news. It's interesting that you bring up 2023 because I was while you were talking about lithium, I was saying, you know, New Age Metals has a great one-two punch. It's as if the platinum group metals side is will will really care this company and should all the things being will hopefully create some great shareholder value mm -hmm. in the next three to four years. And right as that value is being created, you have the lithium side 
that should start to really take off. I was even saying 2025, you know, so the, the latter half of the decade as electric vehicles really become serious. So does that give you great comfort? Am I reading too much into that? Or no, I think you're right. I, I think the same uh, way that they've got this great one-two punch company here that can take them through the decade. Well, it's interesting. It seems like the younger investors really get the lithium. In fact, if you look at the analytics of who's looking at our websites and who's, you know, joining our our distribution list and whatever, a lot of them are coming in still because of the lithium. And, and I said the the PGM uh, business, because most of it comes from Russia and South Africa, isn't too well understood in North America. And there's only a handful of companies like us. It's probably under 10 that uh, are out there doing things. And there's only three or four of them have uh, deposits as advanced as we do, you know, that are juniors. So um, yeah, the lithium actually uh, brings in a lot of new people looking at what we're doing. So the more active we get there, I think uh, the more that's going to help our, our share price and, and liquidity, et cetera. So Harry, fair, fair to say that you're feeling great about how the company is positioned as a company, as a business, obviously everyone wants, a uh, higher share price and 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 all it'd be great to be part of all those fireworks uh but in the meantime you're happy with how the company is positioned and and you're happy that uh what you've been able to what you've been able to generate for the shareholders in terms of de-risking uh uh both river valley and as a result the company yes in tough times george we got a nice financing done this year as you said mr sprott became a key investor and quite a few other people We've got uh, a couple of groups in Toronto that are veterans in the industry that are helping us, you know, move things forward. We've got an excellent technical team and a board of directors that are all veterans in, in the industry we're in. And uh, given COVID slowing us down a fair bit this year, I think we're getting, you know, everything we wanted to get done. We've divided our bigger budget into three phases. So we just start the second phase actually this weekend and uh, the drills will be turning and um, the environmental work that we're doing that is based on uh, recommendations of the PEA starts. We hired an environmental firm and all of that needs to be done before we can get the pre-feasibility going. Harry, love the way the company is positioned. Uh, you've got a flagship property. It's got a PEA that shows it's, uh, it looks like a beauty and that's a $1,200 <laughs> palladium. We're essentially 100% higher than that. And, you know, if, if I'm doing back of the napkin math, you know, that 12, that, that extra thousand dollars to be totally accurate is pure bottom line profit to the it project at the end of the day. Cause the first 1200 takes into account the expenses, operating hard costs, all that stuff. And it still look really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's sure. great. And I love the fact that uh, the company's de-risk cause you've got that. And then you've got the lithium to deal with the new, you know, the new automotive world. So uh Hats off to you and the team and what you've been able to accomplish. And I'm going to leave last word to you, obviously. Well, just thank you, George. No, I'm excited about the year and where we're at. There'll be news coming out. And certainly anybody watching, we'd like them to join our list. Uh, Just come onto our website and, you know, put your email in there and you'll get uh, information from us on a regular basis. Not too often, but uh, you'll certainly be updated. And I appreciate everything you've done today, George. Thank you. You've been watching Harry Barr, or if you're listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. cetera, uh, he's chairman, CEO of New Age Metals, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol NAM for our friends in the US, NMTLF, NMTLF, and for our friends in Europe, P7J on Frankfurt. 
Look, uh, you've watched and heard what Harry had to say. A lot of us are at home, you know, and we're, we're in a day with Netflix and social media. This is a great time to put Netflix on pause. Great time to stop the scrolling on social media and do your due diligence. Start that by getting to Agoracom, punching the company's name or stock symbol. The profile page there has everything, you know, everything Harry talked about, and you can't absorb it all, but you know the general feeling, the general picture is a great one. That we know for sure. Do your due diligence, go through all aspects of the company, then use the link to hop over to the company site to do even more due diligence, especially you millennials. I mean, that, that's a great piece of news that Harry added there that I didn't know. It looks like younger people, the demographic are skewing younger because they're liking the lithium side. Uh, I hope all you guys do your due diligence because I think you may have discovered your next great small cap company and especially in this, you know, in these vibrant metals that are, that are both going to be in great demand this decade. Thanks for joining us. Wishing you all a fantastic day. See you next time.